Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Podcast 2.0. We got episode four of the newly invented, newly imagined Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Podcast. Join us tonight. A face not so familiar in the past few podcasts, but we're glad to have him back. Kind of imagine Bradley Cooper, just slightly better looking. Mr. Alan Wallace, how are you this morning, sir? Uh, this morning or this evening, I'm great. I'm great. Good to be back. Good to have you back, man. Glad to know that this is nighttime for you, not morning, that you're not just waking up. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Mr. Chris Cullett, the usual suspect with us this evening. Chris, say hello to all the fans out there in podcast land. What's up, everybody? Well, Chris, I missed you last week, man. I'm glad to be back at it with you. I definitely had a quite the experience in Charlotte, but we'll get to that later. AWOL, just to catch up for a little bit. Haven't had you on the podcast in a while. Got a new gig, teaching yeah. the young minds of America. So give us an update on how the teaching's going, man. Yeah, well, apparently they'll hire anybody as a teacher these days. But, uh, yeah, I started teaching um, seventh grade social studies. Uh, this is my third week with students. Uh, been been doing this a little bit over a month now. And um, so far, so good. I don't really have any complaints. I'm actually really enjoying it. Maybe feel like it, you know, maybe I found a – Found something that I, I, I am passionate about. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's the, there's those tough days, right? You know, I'm going to have – I have one class every day, it seems like. It's, that's tough for the kids or um, – I'll, I'll keep it PG. Um, a bunch of Cole Huffmans. A bunch, oh, I love that. Yeah, a bunch of Cole Huffmans. Um, unruly. But, um, you know, for the most part, I really enjoy, like, just the uh, – getting to build uh, relationships with the kids and um, – learn about geography and history and everything along those lines with social studies. So it's been pretty fun. Sounds great. Cut to the shit, man. Summer's off. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm already planning the next two summers. I'm not going to lie. My wife's the teacher as well. So we both have summers off starting next year. So we already already planning vacations for the next two summers. That's fantastic, man. Glad to hear you enjoying it too, brother. Thank you. What's new in your world? Uh, I got a little cold going on, so this is the uh, Chris Collette uh, flu game pod. So I'm going to fight through it, and, uh, yeah, I'm giving him a best effort tonight. Yo, college try? Yeah, ain't no bitch. <laughs> isn't there a – isn't there – didn't people some, – some people believe that that was faked, the uh, the flu game, the Michael Jordan flu game. Uh, yeah, more of a hungover game, but, yeah. <laughs> that's best for a different podcast, but – Michael Jordan, one of the greats. I actually got to see him play basketball with the Wizards. He put up 53 points that night against the Charlotte Hornets. The great. Yeah, Yeah, not one of the great. Apologies. Speaking of the the great, getting up there in the years, but still putting on a hell of a show, Whitney and I had the opportunity to go to Charlotte, AWOL's hometown this, uh, this weekend, and saw Sir Elton John perform his farewell to the Yellow Brick Road Tour there was a rumor that this was actually going to be his last show that he was going to do before the queen's funeral. Um, he, there was a rumor that he was going to be flying to England. He actually didn't show for the funeral. He did show up and play for the Huffman's and kind of gave the old middle finger to the queen. Um, but Hey, as far as a concert goes, I've been to quite a few. You can see those people get up there in the years. Kind of like when we went to Vegas, if you guys remember a, while you were there, I wasn't um, invited. Axel trying to still be Axel with Guns N' Roses was pretty sad to see that. Um, but Elton John, 20 songs straight, didn't take a break. I think there was a five-minute break 
maybe between songs like 10 and 11, where they just went and did a quick wardrobe change and they played a video on the screen that was just really cool. And then he came back and just rocked the house again for another 10 songs left for about another five minutes after doing 20 songs, came back for a three song encore. Um, he definitely still knows what his range is now that he's older. He didn't try to hit certain notes is what I was reading about. I, I wasn't the biggest Elton John fan, but my wife was. Um, but from reading what people were writing, he he definitely knew exactly where his sweet spot was as far as what he could do and his capabilities. I thought it was a fantastic show. The production, this is probably the biggest production I've ever seen as far as the videos and just the 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 lighting and the sound was incredible there at Bank of America Stadium. He uh, started with Rocket Man, which was a surprise. Oh, wait, no, I apologize. He started with Biddy and the Jets. Rocket Man, Rocket Man had the had the had the best um video package. And then he finished with um Goodbye Yellow Brick Road for the evening. One song that he sang was one of his deep cuts that people one guy beside me actually started booing. And luckily that guy left after like three more songs. I was like, get out of here. Him and his boyfriend left. But he was booing because he was singing. Um, it was some song called uh, Mercy on a Criminal, Mercy for a Criminal. And the guy's like, boo. And I'm like, why are you, what? He's like, and he told his boyfriend, he's like, I don't know this song. I want to hear some songs I know. And I'm like, just get the hell out of here. Like, you don't go to an Elton John concert and boo. And you're getting to see him, hear him do a song live that not many people ever get to hear live. It's not one of the songs that he's known for. So that was kind of actually cool, I thought. Speaking of concerts and things like that, any questions that you guys have about Elton John? I can answer them for you so much um first off it sounds like you were sitting next to a panthers fan they've been doing baker mayfield all year long mm. um but sure uh, it's not matt rule yeah well i think it's matt rule yeah but um uh, so wardrobe changes just two i'm really surprised by that yeah just two it wasn't the feathers it wasn't the the tall shoes um there, there were two uh, came out white tuxedo for the first 10 uh, came out in more of a pink rhinestone deal. After that, was it was like another tuxedo, and then came out for the encore in a, like a blue gown, ro- actually blue robe type deal. And then threw that off after the last song and had on the 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 uh, the status quo, I guess, Elton John jumpsuit. That's great. And he got he got on he got on a riser and it, and it rose up out of the state. Well, not out of the stadium, but kind of just took him up into the sky. Wow. I imagine uh, he did Tiny Dancer. He did. He, he did Tiny Dancer. That was a fantastic – every single song had its own video. It was almost like like very abstract, different type music videos for each song. Um, some of them just had pictures that were really cool. Uh, that's why they caught the blues. Is that the name of the song, AWOL? Yeah, that's the song it is, yeah. Um, yeah I, I if I, I butchered the title, I apologize. That song, he just they just did pictures of people – that are couples in like awkward situations, like being completely candid. And it was hilarious. Again, the gentleman beside of me was like, this is stupid. I want to see Elton John. I want to see a bunch of pictures of weird people. I'm like, all right, we get, just leave. And he did not because I told him, I didn't actually tell him to, but I was glad that he left. Sure. You didn't. You big bully. With my, with my heart shaped sunglasses. I was full Elton John fan the whole time. It, It was a good time. And Whitney made it through the whole show. Um, and just saying every single song, knew every words, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, totally worth it. Awesome. Speaking of concerts, I know we want to talk a little bit about concerts tonight. What are some great concert experiences you guys have had that you remember? Call it. I'm waiting on AWOL to tell me his Switchfoot, his favorite Switchfoot uh, concert. Wow. Well, 
you know, I, I, I have it kind of broken up. I thought about this today, but I, I have it broken up kind of into three, um, I guess, different categories. But like, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of the bands I go see are more, um, I don't know, indie type rock bands. So they're not huge concerts or anything like that. Um, but I, the biggest band I think I've ever seen as far as the biggest concert I've ever probably seen besides uh, uh, last summer in Vegas um when we saw guns and roses was probably i think it was oh nine i went and saw Coldplay, um which that was that was pretty awesome that was pretty great um great concert uh just a lot of uh, you know great songs on that album that came out i think it was the viva la vida album and um they had, you know they were just great so that was probably one of the best concerts i've ever been to but then i also have um a concert that uh, a band that that most people I would say don't even know um, called Mute Math. I've seen them like three or four times back when they were still a band, and I've never been to a concert with more energy, and it just blew blew my mind every time I would see them. So Mute Math put on a great show back in the day, and then also back in college I went to Nashville um, to Belmont actually and saw a guy named Damian Rice, and it was pretty incredible. So those are probably the the three that stick out to me the most. Mr. Chris Tillett. Yeah. Mine mine would be uh number one's definitely uh Chris Stapleton at the Ryman. It was shortly after his uh CMA Awards, uh when he when it was him and Justin Timberlake, uh maybe a couple months after that. Me and Liz went, she won tickets on the radio, so that was cool. Uh something about the Ryman, uh special place for concerts. It's just a cool venue, very intimate venue and the energy there was unreal. Um, that was really the only one that stood out. Uh, I went to Eric Church and Jason Aldean in Nat- Knoxville. I thought it was an Eric Church concert. I thought he was the headliner, but he wasn't, so that was awkward. Yeah, I had the it same reaction. J- it was Jason. L- Ugh. I had the same reaction. We, I think we left early uh, after Eric Church's set. Uh, Jason Aldean looks like an inbred big toe. He is from Georgia, so kind of makes He's sense. Nasty looking. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's that one. I went to Garth Brooks uh, in Nissan Stadium in Nashville. It was kind of whatever. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Uh, the Chris Stapleton's the one that really st- stood out to me as a one that if I actually paid for the tickets, I would have not been disappointed. So, yeah, actually, same, same with you. I don't know what it is about Chris Stapleton. Uh, Belcher had a free ticket years ago for me, and I last minute decided to go. It was here in Roanoke, and that was a great show. His wife was kind of the unsung hero of his his act. She was incredible. She did a good uh, job at this one as well. Yeah, up there, up there with him. I'd, I'd say one of the bigger shows, I said Elton John was the b- coolest production I've ever seen. I'm actually going to pull that back a little bit. I saw Aerosmith about three years ago in Las Vegas at their residency show, and they had huge puppets actually falling from the ceiling. Um, That was kind of crazy, and, and that, that was an incredible show. Um, Aerosmith was good. You're talking more country music. Definitely Chris Stapleton. Eric Church put on a hell of a show, but the one thing about him is he made us wait about 45 minutes to an hour. Supposed to start at 8, didn't start until like 9, and we were in standing room only. It, it was brutal, and and they said that he does it to allow all his fans to get into the door, make sure everybody gets in. And I'm like, if you're a fan, you're pretty much there within the first 15 minutes of the start time. I think it was – he, he, he for one of his concerts so yeah the more I, the more i find out about him the more i feel like eric church is a little bit of a prima donna um with some things but uh 
great musician. I, I do enjoy his music. Cody Jenks is, is one mm. up and coming. Get the, a chance to go see him live. That's a hell of a show. I went Tyler to, uh, I saw a Cody Jinx and culture wall in Memphis. Probably. Ooh, right. Oh man. That may have been like eight, seven, eight years ago. Something like that. Oh, uh, that was cool. Who's a band that maybe uh, I think AWOL kind of touched on. Is it called mute math? Mute math. Yeah. Who's, is that the band that you've seen the most live? Uh, no, I mean, the band I've seen the most live is Switchfoot for sure. How many times? I can't even, I'm probably seven or eight. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought of another uh, concert you, you remind me of. I went and saw the Eagles before Glenn Fry died. Oh, that's cool. That was pretty awesome. The harmonies were incredible. I mean, there was nothing like special about the show. You know, the production wasn't amazing or anything like that. It was just two and a half hours of solid, great music with amazing harmonies. Awesome. What about you, Kyle? Anybody you've seen a bunch of times? Uh, mine's probably either Cody Jinks or Corey Smith. I've seen them both three or four times. Uh, never disappointed. So gotcha. I was going to say, while well, you're talking about the Eagles, I've always heard that hearing them live, there's no difference than hearing them live than hearing one of their studio records. It, it, it sounded almost the same. It was, like it's always just perfect. Yeah, it was so good. Fantastic. I think I'm on, it's kind of crazy to think about this. I'm on a, believe my next show will be my 18th old crow show wow old crow medicine show um first saw them ever on the 4th of july in charleston south carolina um got a ticket on a whim and they opened up actually for dave matthews that's amazing chris you brought up the ryman that's a place i'd love to go see a, a show oh. sometime. have you all ever been to the the cave in tennessee to see. Did, Cole, did you go there once? Yes, Whitney and I went and saw Okra there, actually. Uh, Switchfoot was there like two weeks ago. Oh, were they? They wow. were. That place yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, that would be, I mean, there's a couple different places I like to see shows. The Ryman, The Cave, Red Rocks would be pretty amazing. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I've not been to a show at Red Rocks, but I have been to Red Rocks just to see it, and it was fantastic. My buddy lives in Denver, and his Instagram, it always looks incredible. He goes like every other week into a show there. and I think once I get there, that'll be the, the best spot. Another cool spot that's not too far from any of us would be, I'm sure you've been AWOL, the Orange Peel in Asheville, North well, Carolina. Yeah, I love the Orange Peel. It's great. Great venue there, too. Yeah. I actually saw the drive-by truckers there before I knew who they were and got to share pizza with them after the show, which was was pretty cool. Looking back now, knowing how big of a fan I am. That's awesome. Shared a slice with Jason Isbell and uh, Shauna Tucker. Kind of cool. Was that, that back in his drunken days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just epically known for uh, just going all out. Who? Jason Isbell. Oh, oh, I thought you meant me. <laughs> no, I was talking about Jason Isbell. Back when he was with Drive-By Truckers, that's why he got kicked out. Was Yeah, he was. I thought you were talking man. You, I mean, I, I did, we had that's just nice. I just assumed you were blackout, so that's okay, Cole. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, on to the next topic, though, for the for the night. Um, I think we can talk a little bit about some football, obviously. I uh, definitely want to give an update really quick on the hot takes from the last podcast I was a part of. Oh, yeah. I would, I would just like to bring to attention, going into week three, Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield are tied for the number of touchdowns. Unfortunately for Baker, Carolina's 0-2, Tampa Bay's 2-0. So, Baker Mayfield. Any, any guesses who's leading the league in rushing right now? Baker Mayfield? Saquon uh, Barkley. 
Saquon, yeah. That was, yeah. He, had, he had like 160 his first game, uh, week Plus. one. And last week, I think he had like 20 some yards. Yeah. He's he didn't do a whole 38, I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when this NFL team is making the playoffs, we were speaking pretty highly of the Raiders, of the Bengals, I believe. Um, and of course, the Titans. We were seeing some really good things here the first podcast we, when we brought everything back, talking about the NFL season. And right now, things are looking pretty, pretty, pretty bad for these teams. Do we have any of these teams making the playoffs? Between the Raiders, the Bengals, the Colts, the Texans, the Titans, the Panthers, Bears, oh my, just kidding, the Falcons. Well, I think one of Chris's hot takes, and I could be wrong, but wasn't it that the Jaguars make the playoffs? That they win the division. That they win the division. That's looking pretty good right now. They uh, plus 750. I, I can't imagine the Titans. The Colts look terrible. They're awful. I mean, but I can't imagine the Titans are going to be this bad all year. And I, I just I feel like maybe nine wins wins that division. Um, yeah, so if, maybe I eight. Money, if I had to put money on one of these 0-2 teams, it might be the Colts and the Titans, but I don't know which one I would choose. I'm probably the Titans. What team are you most surprised on this list right now to st- see here without a win so far this season? I mean, it's only two weeks, right? But who are you really surprised to see that's 0-2 so far this season? Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts because they're mm-hmm. the games they played so far this year is the Texans and Jags. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the team. Bengals are surprising. I thought they had fixed – at least improved their offensive line. Yeah. Uh, that's not been the case. I was going to go with, with the Bengals just because big. I talked about Joe Burrow a little bit being a winner, and right now it's just not looking too hot for him. I don't think he looks that good starting off the season either. He, he can't. I mean, he can't stay up, and they're getting sacked like six times a game. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we can pour the Texans' chances for sure. Uh, and then the Panthers and Falcons, I don't see much hope for either one of those teams either. So. I think those are definite pours. I would, I don't know that I would chug any of them. They all have pretty significant flaws. I think the biggest flaws for the Raiders is that they're they're in the AFC West, uh, pretty solid division. Uh, the Bengals just don't look great, and the Colts and Titans. I think one of them might make the playoffs, but I, uh, I'm not confident in either. So I'll sip those. And it's only going to be one of them making it for sure. Yeah, I agree on that. I mean, the, the Bengals had that Super Bowl hangover going on right now. You and, can definitely uh, tell. I mean, the, the the good thing they have going, I guess, is that both of their games have been really close. I think they've been, you know, within the field goal, one-score games. So yeah, even though the offensive line has been terrible, they've been in the game till the end. Their point differential is minus six, and they're 0-2. So, yeah. yeah, good point on that one. What about you, Cole? Any any NFL hot takes on these teams? Well, I left my magazine upstairs, unfortunately, so I don't have any hot takes to read to tonight. I do apologize. I will say I'm I'm not surprised to see the Falcons on here, and I'm not surprised to see the, the Texans. The, my Speaking biggest surprise. The, I, I thought the Titans would have a win by now. I was hopeful, but Buffalo was probably never going to be a win. Monday night at Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I mean, Buffalo is going to be oh. rough. We, we knew that going in. The Raiders. I really want to see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. They should have won Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a flukish game, very flukish game. I did a pick them last week, and I was telling AWOL about it while we had a nice, enjoyed a nice brunch, if you will, on Sunday. Where do we go, AWOL? The Heist. We went, we went to the Heist Brewery, yeah. 
fantastic food. I uh, didn't have the, any beer, but did get a Bloody Mary, and it was on point. I was telling you all, like, I'm, none, none of my picks are hitting. Like, it, it was awful. Well, guess what? Didn't actually send the text to the guy, but I picked two winners. This is my qualifications for being on a sports podcast talking about football. <laughs> but last week was pretty much awful, like, for pick them, I believe. Like, just collectively for most people. It was a tough week. Um, I did pick Buffalo. I am happy to say that. So, yeah. That was an easy win. Yeah, well, that, that is an easy one, but also um, some some things I picked. Like I picked the Colts to win. I, I, mean, I probably would have as well. Yeah. So, going into baseball, though, Aaron Judge having a historic season. Call it quick question on the agenda. What does CSORP stand for? Um, Chuck Sipperpore. Oh. Well, we're going to Chuck Sipperpore segment now. Everybody's favorite. Brought to you by Fresca. Fresca. The sparkling water, actually. Make a sneaky peek. Boys, what's in a sneaky peek? Let's see if you guys can pass the sneaky uh, peek quiz. Fresca and vodka. Okay. What is a not so, not so sneaky peek? Vodka, hold the fresca. Two shots of vodka with the fresca. Oh. What's a fruity peek? No I got nothing. I went over this on the last podcast I was on. It's vodka and fresca with fruit in it. What kind of fruit? Any fruit? Any fruit. Okay. Pears. When's the last time you had a pear? Let's talk about that. I feel like I've had a pear in the last six months. Really? I would say solid, like maybe one the last uh, 15 years. Remember when we were in school, did you guys get them where they would put like one single pear on your on your lunch tray? They no. still do that in middle school. Do they? Yeah, the kids, they're throwing away fruit every day. They just don't even want it. Just put it right there on the tray and you can cut up your pear. I understand like an apple or banana, but a pear, I don't really get that. Mm. Speaking of lunch, uh, school lunches, I, I've trained the kids to bring me their chocolate milks if they don't want them, their little milk carton. So they bring me their chocolate milk cartons. You guys don't have the clear pouches that you put the straw through after you're, you're done drinking the milk? It looks like a breast implant? No. No, we still have the classic chocolate milk, like the, the cartons. cartons little, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Holds about 4.5 ounces of chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. It's just a nice. Nothing was worse. Just enough, you know. But if you, when you open the carton, if you ripped it the wrong way and you Mm. had like the the nasty white, like the inside Mm. of the tear, and then your tongue tongue would touch it. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 It was. It was. One time, Gary Wayne Owens, he did that. And he sucked a pee down the wrong way. It was carrots and peas, and he puked all over the place. I'll never forget. He looked at me. He was the kid. You know, you had the one kid, and they always just had snot no matter what like, season it was. He's had crusty boogers all over his face. Mm-hmm. Gary Wayne. And he puked all over the, 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 the table. And I remember, I'll never forget. He looked at me. He's like, it was a pee. Gary Wayne. And then, I got nothing. They went and got the bag with the sawdust or whatever and like sprinkled it all over this, the, the puke. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I put you on this tangent, but yeah. I don't know how we got here. But it's... I played well, we're talking about baseball. I played baseball with Gary Wayne too. Oh, there you go. Okay. A, there we go. Yeah, that's a good transition back. That was good. Yeah. That's why we pay you the big bucks. I don't know what he's doing now. Probably meth. <laughs> 
But it's from Craig County, so that's possible. I'd like to pour one out for Gary Wade. Actually, I'll chug one for Gary Wade. <laughs> just don't get a just don't let me get a pee stuck in my trach trachea or whatever. Can I can I tag him on Facebook? Can I like Facebook search that name and just really tag sure. him in this podcast? Nah. Okay. I don't think he's much on the old the old Facebooks. He probably calls it the Facebooks. You get very sensitive on the Facebooks anytime I post a just random GIF on your timeline. But do you know who is going to be a who is going to be a guest? I, I'm going to get him on the podcast for the years out. Who's that? Yes, Joe Curry. No. Oh, that was going to be my guess, actually. Yeah. No, Dick Miller. We're going to go find Dick Miller and get him on the podcast. Mm. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's going to be Cole's uh, imaginary podcast with his imaginary friend. Yeah. Anywho, baseball. Chuck Super Poor. Baseball edition. Really excited for this one. Had a lot of time to prepare. Aaron Judge is having a historic season. If he hits 62-plus homers, which he's on track to do, would you consider him the single-season home run champion? Um, Yeah, I'm chugging it. I'm chugging it. Like, I know I grew up in – and I was a kid when Sosa and McGuire broke the, well, quote unquote, broke the record. But looking back and Bonds as well, they were just roided up like crazy. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm chugging it. I think it's going to happen. Um, he's at 59 right now. So I don't see any reason why it won't happen. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to chug that I'm going to consider him the single season home run king. Did, did you see where the Yankees game Friday night's only available, available on Apple TV? It's pretty controversial because that's the game he could break the home run record. Wow! You, not even not even the Yes Network. Yeah, no, no, no to the Yes Network. So Yankee fans, unless they have Apple TV, would not be able to watch it. That's so dumb. <laughs> it is. I, I think baseball has to like step in and do something, right? Like, oh yeah, that historic. I'm going to pour it out. For the reasons you mentioned, I grew up for the Sosa McGuire, the Bonds, uh, Barry Bonds, 73. That's the magic number. Uh, that that season was just absolutely nuts watching him hit. Like, so much fun. So, I'm going to pour it out. Get to 73, we'll talk. I'm going with my friend, Mr. Chris Cullett, on this as well. Pouring that bad boy out. That was the glory days of baseball. I'd also like to say there's only one king of crash. Another Yankee player, a guy by the name of Babe Ruth. What's his single season home run record? 57. 60. 60. Yes. Yeah, Judge is one off of of Ruth, two off of Maris. I just, I think about what baseball was and what it is now, and it's just too finesse for me, certain parts of it. All the equipment, the bats, the way it is, like, Babe Ruth pretty much had a tree branch that he cut out that day, whittled it a down to like a, a baseball bat. Yeah, went out there, the belly full of beer, and just crushing homers. I mean, he also had guys throwing 74-mile-an-hour taters up to him, but it's fine, you know. I did see a Babe Ruth stat. It was his OPS Plus, which is like how you hit in relation to the rest of the league. And his OPS for 15 years was the equivalent of what Aaron judges is this single season. That's insane. Yeah, that's in, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, stud. Gary Wayne, he was a pretty good baseball player too. He never he wasn't so much a home run kid, more so like lead off. He was fast. 
he was that fast kid that had boogers every single season. Kind of like of, Timmy Lupus. Who? Timmy Lupus. Who's that? His name from the Bad News Bears. <laughs> his last name was Lupus. I, I think it was, wasn't it? I did. I don't know. Let's let's go to the Google really quick and check this out. If we got any callers out there, please give us a call. Let us know if Timmy Lupus was the name of the kid in the band. Definitely Timmy Lupus. It was Timmy Lupus. <laughs> he was. That's yes. That's it. You got it. I um, I mean on Judge though, like he also has a chance at the triple crown. Is that right, Chris? I mean, I know he's got the most RBIs. He's definitely got the most home runs. I haven't followed it. Goldschmidt was close too in the National League last time I saw, which was about three weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's, I mean, he also has like 15 steals. I mean, Judge, this, in the season he's having is absolutely insane. I mean, everyone always knew that it was possible, but he couldn't stay healthy for the last like four or five years. He, he would get hurt at some point. Um, but, hey, well, uh, who does he play for uh, next year? Judge? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I the the Yankees have to pay him, like he's he's the he's the new Jeter, he's their new Jeter basically. I feel like they have to pay him. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I I think they have to pay him, but at the same time, I mean, if I'm the Red Sox, I think I I think I'm very interested if I'm the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Just that to steal him. Yeah, just the rivalry, like. I just think that makes some sense. Uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's the money. The right money is on him staying with the Yankees. I wouldn't cross off the Mets. Uh, they they get a lot of money right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they're 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 right there too. You know, they're on the they're on the cusp of winning the World Series. You know, they they do the right thing. Way to bury the lead here, a wall. Next, Chug Sipper Poor. The Mets or Yankees making the World Series? I will. I mean, both of them? Is that what we're talking just about? One, just one or of them. Because early in the it. year, it was like they kept talking about a Subway Series for the World Series. It was just nauseating. And then the Yankees had their drought. The Mets are uh, good. So, yeah. yeah. I'll skip it. I, 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 don't, I don't, I mean, neither team is the favorite in um, their division. I mean, the the Mets would be probably the the third favorite in the National League behind the uh, behind the Dodgers and the Braves, in my opinion. I agree. And then the Yankees are behind Houston, so um, I'll sip it. I mean, there's always a chance. Um, it's the playoffs are a weird thing, right? It's about who gets hot and who has the right pitching. Um, so I could definitely see one of the one of the two. I don't think both will get in though, but I'll sip it. I'm going to very unconfidently pour it out. Uh, something about the Yankees, they've just been off. I don't really know what this, what it is. Uh, their pitching seems to be not great right now, uh, especially the back end of the bullpen. What was that kid's name? Clay Holmes? Was that mm-hmm. the closer? He was really yeah. good early in the year, then kind of on the ball straight and the ball left the park very frequently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that – I don't feel good about the Yankees. The Mets, I, I think it really matters if you uh, win win the NL East. Because uh, if you don't, you are you have a wild card, best two out of three, anybody can win that. And then you're going to L.A. Uh, that's a tough ask. And then after that, you have to face the winner of the NL East winner and the Cardinals. So 
I think the Mets have the probably the toughest road there if they don't win the NL East. They win the NL East, I think they could set up pretty decent because the Cardinals, uh, not a great team. I think the Mets match up great against them. Uh, and then maybe the Dodgers get knocked off or the Dodgers pitching. I mean, they're without Bueller. Kershaw's had some injuries this year. I know he's yeah. back. He's back he's now. Back, yeah. yeah, he threw like six scoreless last night, but he's back. Yeah. But yeah, there's some injury concerns with the Dodgers that the pitching staff. Uh, I still think the Dodgers are the favorite to come out of the National League and probably win the whole thing. So I'll pour it, but it wouldn't shock me if the Mets win the East if they make it. So yeah, I mean they've got Scherzer and Degrom, so they've got a chance. You know, I mean just with those in there and and Alonzo and Lindor, Marte. I mean they have a good offense as well, so they're they're definitely. Definitely a solid team. It's just the National League's loaded. It is. The American League's not so much loaded. I don't really... It's not. Uh, the Guardians are probably going to win the Central. The Astros are running away with the West. I don't. They just don't look great to me. Yeah, but when it comes to the playoffs, they just they, they know how to win. They, their pitchers strike people out. Yeah. Get yeah. the right outs, so, yeah. And the Yankees, I don't think they're bad. Uh, you think the Blue Jays have a chance to make the playoffs? Um, I mean, I they're, right, the they're right there in the wild card. I, I, I think I saw Tampa. They're in, wild they're in card. right now. They're in right now. So then Tampa yeah. has the second wild card. I mean, the team everyone wants to see get into Seattle. They haven't been in since 01, and they're a half game behind in the wild card right now. So Was 01 when they won 100-plus games? Like yeah. The they main like, number, 112? Uh, uh, one, yeah, one sixteen, some crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have not been in the playoffs since then. So we're twenty plus years since the Mariners made the playoffs. Everyone's, I mean, I'm pulling for them. That'd be nice. I saw where uh, the Rays, McLahan or whatever his name is, the pitcher. He left. He left to start early today. Injured. Oh, uh, McClanahan. He's been. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in the uh, Cy Young conversation all year long. That's that's a big. That's a big injury right there. It is. So, Cole, anything to add on the Subway Series potential? Uh, no. Dick Miller. Dick, Dick, Dick Miller. Um, Jared definitely won't be there for the Subway Series. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Alan didn't get it at first, I don't think. High five. High five. Virtual <laughs> high five. That was good. <laughs> Hot take, Jared won't make it. <laughs> wow. That's great. Next, next up, this one, I actually heard about this one over the weekend, and I, I was not too pleased. I think it's I'm, – I'm not for this. I'm, I'm going to pour it out, and then I'm going to tell you what it is. But just first off, pouring this one out. Baseball is looking at a pitching clock and banning defensive shifts next year to the game. Chuck super poor. I've already said I'm pouring this out. Mr. Chris Cullett, what do you got? I'm going to chug this one. Uh, going to minor league baseball games, seeing the pitch clock, knowing that two hours and 40 minutes later you're getting out of there. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. I, I used to be a traditionalist, loved the three-hour-plus long games. Uh, I'm old. I have kids. I go to bed early. So give me those two-hour and 40-minute games. Uh, also, the defensive shift uh, severely punishes left-handed batters. Uh, severely. I mean, think of... Big Poppy, Brian McCann, that second baseman's really playing a right field because those guys are so slow. Uh, Cole Huffman. 
Yes. I'll and probably, it's, yeah. And one of the greatest left-handed hitters of our time, Cole Hudson. I, I would have been D1 if uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't for the shift. You mean NCCAA Division One, NCCAA Division One? I could could have been. I'd still be playing. There were actually guys there on our team that were our ages now playing. Eric Cox. He was older. Gary Wayne was pretty damn good baseball player too. Gary Wayne was Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna chug it. The other thing about the defensive shifts is baseball is a three true outcomes where it's homer, walk, or strikeout. And having more action is, is a good thing. Uh, I think it's a good thing for the fans. It's a good thing for the players, too. I mean, it's going to be more fun to watch. And everybody always says, all they got to do is lay down a bunt, but try bunting 98 with movement. Like, that's not an easy task. I mean. Why don't you just take your ass to a Savannah Banana baseball game if that's what you're looking for? I was scared shitless trying to bunt against 85 in college, for Christ's sake. So, uh <laughs> So yeah, I button's not much fun. So I'm chugging the rule changes. I'm with you, Chris. I'm chugging it. I love it. Pitch count or not pitch count, pitch clock. Um, then you speed the games up, especially American League games. Like you ever watched you ever watched a Red Sox Yankees game? It's like four and a half hours. Like, you know, it just takes way too long for and the, that's a nine inning game. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's crazy. Um so I'm all about the pitch count. I I've come around on the uh, the shift, ban the shift as well. I mean, at first I thought, we'll just hit it where they are. They aren't, but I mean, I mean, the the fact is the, the players can't do that anymore. Tony Gwynn's not walking through that door. So, I mean, when two fifty, an average of two fifty is the is the new uh, norm, you know, as far as like a good average these days. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm all about it. More runs, it'll create more runs. Um, they won't have the the shift, um, you know. Taking hits away, so there will be more runs. It'll be more entertaining. Games will be shorter. I'm I'm chugging it all day long. What if people are hitting the ball though? Then the game's not going to be shorter. More action. At least you're focused on the game. That's fair. In the spirit of that, then I'll 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 sip it. Maybe even chug it. You you taught me how to pour in it for sure. One reason I'm watching soccer now is because it's two hours long. You know it's two hours long. You can watch a bunch of games in two hours, go back and forth, and that's that's your day. That's your you know the whole whole league. Just you were the um, biggest Golden Knights owner. Uh, bought one of those Premier League teams. I did not. Um, it's like AFC Bournemouth or something like that. I don't even know who the hell they are. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Tenth tenth American owner in the Premier League. That shocked yeah. me. That's exciting to see. I'm I'm a big uh, Fulham FC fan because the Cons, who also own the Jacksonville Jaguars, and as you know, Tony Khan owns AEW, which AEW have a big show this Wednesday, actually. Tomorrow night, they're putting on Grand Slam. It's at Arthur Ashe Stadium. About 20,000 fans will be in attendance. We have John Moxley going up against Brian Danielson for the AEW title. We've got Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castanoli. Mm. For the Ring of Honor title, it's a big night tomorrow night for professional wrestling there at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. I'm, uh, my money's on Brian Danielson. Same. Same. There's a big thing right now, Chris, in, in AEW wrestling, in the world of wrestling, where CM Punk was really suspended. And mm. apparently his his one of his uh, buddies bit a guy in the fight. He could be oh. fired after signing a million-dollar contract with AEW. He might be no. fired and released. 
real fight, like a backstage fight. So like, are yeah. we going to see him at the turnbuckle next time we go? If I'm, under, if I'm under the turnbuckle, I, I'm not putting up with his shenanigans. I won't <laughs> sign him to a turnbuckle contract. No way. I did see, though, at the turnbuckle, though, that um, Paul Lee's son, they announced it on their website, which I think turnbuckle's closed down. They're, they got a show coming up. And they do. Breaking news here. Peyton Lee, between 6.30 and 7.30, one hour only. You better get in line. Before the bell, book signing with Peyton Lee, a nightmare on Old Mill Road. Did you book. not see that in our group chat? I did. It, it's, That's actually not the name of the book. The name of the book is Imaginary Ivan, in which the main character is. I'll read the book description real fast. Oh, that's so that book. The it, show's called that. I the show's called it. that. Oh, okay, but the book bad. is called Imaginary Ivan. Book description. Ivan Itchybottom is a normal kid that gets a special power and he has to learn how to use it for good. But an ex-private investigator is out to find out what's going on and bring the truth out so everyone knows. Cole, are you buying that book? Seems like an instant classic to me. Ivan Itchybottom. <laughs> oh, Peyton. You give me every time. Was, uh, Peyton, was he the blind son? No, yeah. I think he was. Yeah, was he? Oh, yeah. It's it's also co-authored by uh, Paul Lee. Paul Lee's always trying to get in on that action, boss. Better believe it. <laughs> hey, new segment. Not new segment, actually. I don't know if you guys did this last week or not because I wasn't on. Our proud dad moment of the week. Ooh. This is my new favorite segment, by the way. This and the uh, uh, words. Didn't know how to say words segment. So, anyway, love this. Alan, do you have a proud dad moment of the week? Um, I've got I've got two dad moments. Ooh. One proud dad moment, and the other is not. So I'll start with the proud dad moment. Uh, Sadie had her uh, this is her second season of soccer. She had her first game um, this past Saturday, and um, I am assistant coaching because of all the soccer knowledge I have, or because they needed people. Because you look and, like a hipster soccer player. Yeah, and uh, that's why. They won two nothing. Sadie played the whole second half as goalie and had four saves. So that was pretty, pretty cool. I was pretty excited for her, and uh, the the girls were all very excited. Um, the not proud dad moment. We we like to play hide and seek around here at our house, and uh, me and and Jesse take pride in trying to hide our kids in the best places possible. Um, as far as like you know where it takes a while to find them. So Sadie had one, Jesse hit her. I honestly was in her closet where she was and I could not see her. It was, it was crazy. So Winston wanted me to hide him in a place that was just like great. We don't have a big, very big house. So, um, I cleaned, I took some things out of our, uh, bottom kitchen cabinets and had him get in there. Well, about 45 seconds later, he just started screaming. And I realized I didn't give him a flashlight. So he's just sitting there in the dark, <laughs> terrified in the cabinet. I felt awful. That was a not proud dad moment. Nice. Cole, you got a good one or no? See you thinking. No, I was just saying, uh, Drew, I'm really proud of him. He started karate tonight. And uh, it was cool to see him kicking the bag getting into that a little bit and that that was definitely a proud dad moment as far as funny things he told his brother after the 
after the class, I'm going to crack you like a wooden board. <laughs> so Bodie actually wants to start doing karate too. So they'll just be beating the shit out of each other probably here in the next couple of months. Looking forward to that. Well, gentlemen, anything else to talk about? Uh, no. Go balls. Go balls. Hey. Big, big game this weekend. Yep. 2 and 0. They're 3-0. Get it right. Yep. yep. That's right. Well, I meant after this weekend. They'll be 4 now. Actually, I didn't mean that. I had no idea what they really were. Hey, if you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Gary Wayne talking to you. <laughs>